It's always creating conversations that you can share forward. Arrow.net, A-R-R-O-E.net. Let's pod crash. Episode number 138 is with Michael Imperioli from the podcast, Woke Up This Morning. I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Dude, before we even get started, I got to thank you, your writers, your producers, your cast. You gave radio so many years of dialogue to share with their listeners. And I'll just never forget always talking about The Sopranos. It was, it was just, it was the one thing that we always went to. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. To be a part of that circle, did you know how great the moment was? Because, I mean, I've always wondered what it's like for actors and things to be on this side of the success story. Um, you know, in the beginning, we did not. I mean, when we I read the pilot, it, you know, I liked it, but I, I didn't think it was a masterpiece. It was hard to tell just from reading the pilot. When we started shooting the first season... And getting these scripts every two weeks, I, I started to see, wow, this is like unlike anything right. that's been done on television. Whether or not it's going to catch on was another story because it was on cable, you know. Um, but pretty soon after it went on the air, the reviews were so over the top, unanimously great that I thought, okay, this is this is going to be something. Yeah, because 112 Emmy nominations, 21 trophies. My God, I mean, you were you were definitely onto something. Yeah, and you know, I think what what happened with The Sopranos was finally what people went to the movies for. You could finally see yeah. every week at home, and that was the first time I think that really happened. You're so right about that. The name of the book is "Woke Up This Morning: The Definite, the, the Definitive Oral History of the Sopranos." You did some digging. You and, and part of that digging was the fact that you got to talk. You got to talk to everybody, and and that's what's the, it's so up close and personal to those of us that are fans. Yeah, and you know, it's friends talking to friends. So there's an intimacy that you're not going to get otherwise. And um, we just went real deep with everybody, and and people wanted to talk about it. You know, it's. 14 years since we went off the air so there's a lot of you know there's a bit of more you're not so wrapped up in the midst of it and you can kind of look back with a little more clarity and and uh nostalgia as well so it's it's emotional and bittersweet too because you know some of the people who were involved are not with us anymore especially most notably james Gandolfini. but um i think the book now is there and it stands as a document of uh what happened back then the lockdown played a major part of this book, and, and I want listeners to understand that there there is a podcast that, that came first before the book. And for you to do the podcast, what was that like for you to say, okay, we, we have to do this because on the opposite end of this podcast, there are listeners? You know, what happened was we put out a press release at the end of February. We were going to go in the studio in March to do it li- you know, live in the studio, Steve and I, and then in the middle of March... You know the world shut down so we were not going to do it at all we said you know this is not the time to do this nobody cares about this everybody's you know freaked out and depressed and worried about about the pandemic but then we started hearing from all the fans writing to us on social media and saying where's the podcast we heard about it we're home in quarantine binge watching the show we want to hear you know the podcast so we decided to go for it and did it remotely from our from our homes and you know i still meet people uh, we just did a book signing in New Jersey the other day, and a, a lot of the people came up and said, you know, the podcast helped get me through the pandemic, yep. which, I mean, uh, that's 
it's if if it did, I'm really happy, you know. And it's for a lot of people, it was important for for one reason or another, you know. Isn't that because we we wanted to be a part of the story as well? Lord knows we watched it enough on the flat screen, but when you guys start digging in and start sharing the actual things that happen on the set and stuff like that, suddenly we were part of that journey. I think that's what it is. I, I think people are so it's the show is beloved by so many people that yeah. They, they feel like they know these characters and they feel like almost like they're part of their own family for, to some people. Uh, and, and yeah, getting closer through this inside information and being part of the backstage discussions, I think is, is really, you know, meaningful to a lot of people. So in a weird way, one creative person talking to another, first of all, you, when, when the show came to an end, I'm sure you went through a mourning period. Well, now that you've written the book, you go through a mourning period because you're relinquishing it again. Yeah, I think it's, um, I'm really glad that we did it and that this exists because it'll always be there now as, as like a document of that time. And, and I'm really proud of it. I mean, it's big. It's like, it's over 500 pages. So there's a lot of information in there. And um, I just feel proud that uh, that we did it, you know, and it's there. I, I got to tell you, I did chuckle, though, when I saw the list of credits and stuff like that of all the people that you had interviews with, and I really felt like that I was watching the end of a movie because I'm going, oh, my God, who didn't they talk to? Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, and and a lot of some of the people, you know, a lot of these interviews were done during the quarantine and we were connecting in the midst of all that stuff. And it's, you know, The Sopranos was very unique for a TV show because it really was like a family. A lot of us knew each other before the show. And, um, you know, I always say doing the show was like walking down the corner and hanging out with your friends every day. And it's it's really not usually like that in show business, to be honest. It's amazing how many stars came to The Sopranos and how many stars became stars. What was it like to be with little Steven Van Zandt, who already came with a huge history, but it wasn't with acting, it was with music? You know, at the final auditions, uh, the, the screen tests at HBO in L.A., which they flew a lot of us out for, uh, there were three people auditioning for Tony Soprano. One was Michael Rispoli, who played Jackie April. One was James Gandolfini. And one was some guy who looked really familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on who he was. And the casting director came up to me and said, that's little Steven from the East Street guy because he had the Silvio hair, you know, and I was used to seeing him in a bandana because I was a big fan of both the East Street band and the Disciples of the Soul. And I was like, whoa, that's so interesting. And, you know, he did an amazing, for the, someone who was acting for the first time in his life, I mean, going back and watching him perform, it's pretty amazing. Do you think part of the success of The Sopranos is the fact that Tony was just an everyday guy? It's like, you know, because we, we all like our, our, our family figures and stuff like that. But but my God, he had a psychiatrist. I mean, he just seemed to be just that guy that we knew next door. I think that's a big part of the success of the show. Uh, he was very relatable, despite doing some pretty heinous, horrible things. Yeah. We'll still manage to, you know, understand a part of him and connect to a part of him and, and, and understand his struggles and relate it to their own, which is, if you can do that, you know, you're, you're pretty, you know, set as a show and, and, the, and Sopranos managed to do that. What's it like to go from moving pictures to doing a podcast where you create the pictures because it is theater of the mind? Um, it was a learning curve because neither Steve uh, nor I had ever done that, uh, hosted a podcast. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I mean, was I going to be able to talk about the show for two hours? I mean, I don't know. Um, but, 
you know, we leaned into our friendship and our connection. And once we started having fun, you know, some of the nerves let up and we just started having fun like we were having lunch. Talking about the show in depth, but like as if we were sitting down in Little Italy having like a long lunch. <laughs> then it kind of started to work, you know, because in the beginning you're like, I got to be good. I got to be right. I got to get, you know, and it's, you know, it's whenever you start do something new, it's 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 hard. But it was about six episodes in where I, I feel we relaxed and really settled in. That is so funny you say that because I did a podcast once on, well, it, it, it's called Pod Crashing. It's all about podcasts. And, and that was one of the things that I talked about. Once you get past the seventh one, things really start to click. Yeah, that's about that's about right for us. Yeah. Exactly. Well, congratulations on the book. I can't thank you enough because for fans of, of, of The Sopranos, this is exactly what we need right now to find that escape. Well, we're, re- we're real proud of it. And um, thank you for, for having me on and talking about it. And I hope uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. Absolutely. Be brilliant today. OK, Michael? Thank you. You too.